Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hi, I'm Matt Aguilar here, and of course, we are checking in with a bonus episode of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. Kofi uh, is taking a much-needed break and vacate, but we have a full crew here uh, to dissect everything because it uh, turns out it was big news day uh, for some reason. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, just like random <laughs> stuff hits. Uh, so we've got an amazing crew, the return of Queen Janelle Wheeler. How are you? I'm here. I miss y'all so much. I'm so happy to be back. We have the amazing and talented Connor Casey. What up? And with us, I believe for the second time, maybe the first time, I can't quite remember, but I believe it's the second time, uh, Kate Ondor from the gaming section of comicbook.com. We're going to be talking some Call of Duty. Yes, I'm very excited. Uh, all I do is eat, live, breathe Call of Duty. I'm a Doritos Mountain Dew type of gamer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fulfilling those stereotypes. As he takes us <laughs> See my big Todd McFarlane. I interviewed Todd McFarlane recently. He said, I love your sassy headphones. I don't know what that means, but they're like little they just yeah. stick out. Yeah, I fill in the stereotypes to a T. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Uh well, thank you everyone for joining us. Of course, uh, this is one of many bonus episodes we do. Obviously, you can check out all of our bonus episodes for Ahsoka. We dissected every episode of the series. Uh, we'll be covering Loki on Fridays as normal. So we've got plenty of stuff uh for Friday as well. But first, let's get to what we're here today to talk about, which is uh, the mess that is <laughs> the TC movie. <laughs> universe um a new report came out uh from variety that had a just bevy of things of uh, regarding aquaman 2 and uh the kind of architecture over there at, at dc but one of the more interesting things was that the kind of decision has been made to recast all of the kind of lead hero characters for the DC EU, as it was previously known, obviously many of those castings, those recastings, have already happened or are already happening. But the big ones that were still out there was Wonder Woman with Gal, and then Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And there had been rumors that maybe he was going to take on another role. This report kind of seems to indicate that that is the case. And if if so, that would be Lobo if he were to be recast within the universe. And then the big one is Gal, which, you know, there have been conflicting reports uh, about what her role was going to be in this new James Gunn and Peter Safran era of DC. Now it seems like, uh, from this report anyway, there will be a new person stepping into that role. And uh, so I guess starting from there, uh, Janelle, because we we have missed you very much, uh, how do you feel about that? Is, is that kind of the right decision overall how you feel oh, gosh 
<laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Well, this is a lot. Um, but I, you know, I think the most important thing, like my overlying sentiment is I'm not surprised. Like, I feel like we kind of knew this was going to happen. If you didn't think this was going to happen, I, I'm sorry, but, um, I, I feel like you have to kind of assume that with, you know, James Gunn coming on board, they're going to restructure everything um, to fit his vision of, of what he wants DC to move into. I think it would be very hard to just pick and choose like who of the Justice League is going to change and who's going to stay. I think that would actually be more confusing for fans. So um, I'm not surprised by it. I've said it from the beginning. I really love all of these castings. So um, it does, it's it's bittersweet because I really love James Gunn. I believe in his vision, but I really do love these characters. And I wish that they were given a little bit more in these roles um, because I have become very attached, particularly to Superman and Wonder Woman. So, yeah. Connor? Yeah, I've said it before that for as much as we enjoyed the James Gunn announcements, the big rollout that they had of the 10 projects that would kick off the DCU. And it honestly led to one of my favorite episodes of this show, which was us ranking our hype level for each of those product projects. Go back and check that one. If you haven't, um, I got the sense at the time that they had made this announcement too early because when it was announced, you still had, Shazam 2, a rumored Wonder Woman 3, Aquaman 2, Blue Beetle, The Flash. You had all these projects still coming. And then there was this massive question suddenly of, do any of these matter? And James Gunn had to hum and haw and say, oh, you know, maybe this character is canon, but his movie isn't. Uh, maybe if people like this, The Flash enough, they'll keep Ezra around. They won't. Maybe uh, Gal Gadot can still somehow be involved in Wonder Woman. All of this was always the plan. The plan was always a hard reboot. The, it was always a hard reset. Avoid as much confusion as possible by not bringing back the same people in the same roles and having a clean slate to work off of. Now, am I happy that Momoa is probably getting the Lobo role? Absolutely. It's the one character in DC he legitimately looks like. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we have years, honestly, before all of that really gets set in stone. But for now, I think to have it be definitively said that nothing matters, start with Superman legacy and just go. It's a great move. Cade, what you thinking? Uh, uh, I mean, like, DC has been in shambles since, like, 2013. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, even though I think a lot of people like Man of Steel, or it was kind of more 50-50 at the time. I think some more people have come to like maybe like 60, 70, whatever the other percentage is. I'm not good at math. Um, and ever since then, it has gone even further downhill to the point where you have two versions of Justice League, which has different villains. Like it has like completely different types of characters in it at that point. And uh all these different things happening. It is a disaster. I mean, even the people who just go to the movie theaters and watch these movies probably don't even completely understand what's happening. Um, then you have people asking like in the flash, like which version of Batman is this? Is this the one from Zack Snyder's 
universe or is this more of the Joss Whedon-y type thing? It got so convoluted so quickly and uh, they don't even have their stuff in, you know, in a straight line. Um, so I don't think you can continue to continue to try to make everything fit together. It's like having like one of those toys where you like teach a baby to fit things into like a like holes, like shapes into holes. It's like putting one of the circle ones into a square one and just be like, it's got to fit. It's got to fit. It's you not going to fit. That, there's a meme where it's like, that's right. It goes in the We're ignoring that. We're ignoring <laughs> that. Please go with my analogy. I was making it up on the fly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't totally think this is a terrible idea even though i ben affleck's like my favorite batman yes he is i i love ben affleck and i would love i have always wanted him to come back and do his batman movie that's probably never going to happen but um it's disappointing that had to come to this i only wish that they would have been more upfront about this when they did their whole dc here's our roadmap thing but they're like Oh, you know, maybe Blue Beetle's the start of this universe. It's not. Why are you saying that? <laughs> like, if we're being honest, that announcement, that big rollout shouldn't have happened until next January. I completely agree. But since because it also felt like they had such a quick turnaround, like what they were like, hired in like November or whatever. And very quickly, like here, we, we've already figured it out. I'm like, there's no way you figured out what almost like half a decade of movies and TV shows looks like and already saying that oh we're going to have all the same actors coming back for video games i don't buy that because video games like red dead redemption 2 took five years to make and those actors were coming back over and over again during that five-year period and i don't think you're gonna get uh david corn sweat i don't know how to say his last name corn uh, sweat to come back and do because then you can't do anything else like Robert Downey Jr. did Sherlock Holmes, The Judge, and uh, The Soloist during his Iron Man run. But, um, I mean, you would even have less room to do things uh, if you're in the DC universe, you know? Yeah, I. Um, it's one of those things. I don't have any issue, actually, with the announcement of the next set of things. Uh, because a thing I've learned from, I, I don't know, from from being here and covering this stuff is that like, there's no, no scenario is going to be perfect. And mm. in that case, you literally would have after every single movie or leading up to every single movie would have had to answer the same questions. It's just that like, I, I think my only issue would have been, I kind of agree with Cade. I think if they had at the beginning said, Hey, we're really, like this this next couple movies we're kind of taking it as we go as far as whether they're in the next phase like i, I would have loved a, a level of honesty on that level but i also understand why from a pr and a box office sense you don't want to do that um because then that does leave them completely as lame ducks but they really were anyway um because once you make that thing i like that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that has honestly been the only thing that has given me some kind of happiness <laughs> on the movie side of the DC mm. universe as we go forward. Cause I know there's other stuff coming and we just have to kind of get through this, whatever was left over. Um, so I like that the announcement was made before at the same time, I totally understand how it just pretty much killed any momentum these movies had. Uh, but there really wasn't, I don't know. There's no perfect way to do this. I don't think with the situation and everything that there was, I don't think there's any way to have really saved many of these movies. 
They, they were always going to be this way, regardless of what tact or approach you took. Uh, just because there's a new universe coming and people are like, nah, this stuff doesn't, you know, not all this stuff matters. Um, even Blue Beetle, like Blue Beetle, the character and the family will be used. But that movie wasn't the launch point for stuff. You know what I mean? It's a weird, mm -hmm. it's a weird thing. Um, so question before we move to other stuff, because DC is not the only one having issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, so any like the one that hurts me most is Gal, because I Same. adore her as mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. And I wanted one more. I yep. wanted Wonder Woman 3 to kind of be that bookend, because Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman is probably my favorite DC movie. Wow. Like pretty much. I think that's if I have to look back and stuff, other than maybe one of the Batmans, but even then, I don't think so. I think Wonder Woman is probably, I need to go through. We probably need to rank all those again. <laughs> <laughs> but Wonder Woman is my favorite DC movie. And so I was bummed that we didn't get one more. I was mm -hmm. I was happy that we could get one more. Any castings? Any dream? Like anyone have fan casting? Some person that they think I've looked at a bunch of lists, and honestly, I haven't really seen any that stuck out to me. Is like, yeah, that person's perfect. But you know, yeah. I also didn't pick Gal either before that happened. So who, you know, what the hell do I know? Um, yeah. Guys, hear hear me out on this one. But I got a crazy pitch for you. Robert Pattinson as Batman. Oh god, <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was. It was. It's a, I like Pattinson. I eat so much crow over that. Like, wow, he was great. Um, so my pick for Wonder Woman, the only one that like what did anything for me was Alexandra Daddario. Am I saying oh, that right? Yeah. Her big blue eyes and um, her innocence, almost, and like a lot of the roles she does, but all, like she just seems pure and like I feel like she could really pull off that like noble. Um, attitude, but also just like she seems very down to earth. I I liked her in a lot of like the the roles that I've seen her in. So she's the only one that I was like, I, I mean, I got guess I could go with her, <laughs> <laughs> but I want Gal. Like I, I was really hoping that James Gunn was going to be like, we're getting rid of everyone except for Gal because we just can't get rid of I Gal. Know. But <laughs> Kate, any uh, any any castings there? Um, like I said, I love my boy Ben Affleck, but, uh, I always thought, cause you know, like Ben Affleck was out of Batman for like most of the DC run. Like it was like, is he even going to yeah. be in any of these movies? I don't know. Um, I always wanted like John Hamm to fill that cause he's like kind of the same age, you know, mm. and I think he can portray that in the, an interesting way. Uh, by the time they do the brave and the bold or whatever it's called, I don't know if he'll be like age appropriate anymore because that's what like probably 2028 20, at this point you know if we're lucky yeah. um so maybe jake gyllenhaal i know he's been like rumored for batman many times over the years i'd be really interested in that it just i'm always trying to think about like there's different types of batman right there's the robert pattinson batman which is more prestige -y, and then there's the guy who has to be batman and not just batman but like justice league stuff and those are completely two different two different characters um so but those are the two actors that i like really like to think about in the cape and cowl first oh. of all all the swifties are going to get mad at you over the jill and hall pick but i know <laughs> i know um second of all <laughs> there's one i've had with a bullet and i think i have to change it because they've waited a little too long aiden gallagher he plays number five on the umbrella academy oh my i have God. wanted this kid to be robin ever since season one the problem is now he's so 20. Much. So oh. I'm going to go. I want him as Nightwing. 
because he can he can pull off that look now because he's a little bit older. If they if this were a couple years ago, Damien a thousand percent. But yeah. I need this guy in the Bat Family. He would have been a great pick for Damien. Wow. I mean, that's a that's a good pick. That's a good one. Anyone right. think um, Sam Claflin looks like Aquaman to the T? He was in uh, Hunger Games. Um, he's like a he's like blonde. Wait, with the guy with the trident, buff. Yeah, I think I can't. He remember. literally had a trident. I think he was in <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean as well. So if it's we the guy I'm thinking of, he he, he looks. Swim. Sam yeah. Claflin as a part. Cla- Clap Claflin. Sam Clap Claflin. He's he's in Daisy Jones, right? I don't know. Okay. I know him from I know him from Hunger Games, and I know him from Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and he's got the trident in Hunger Games. I was so. right. I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah that does. dude does yeah. look like he looks like, like Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looks he exactly does look like, like Aquaman. Straight up, he kind of looks like a he like all, a douchey one. But <laughs> he also looks like you cast him in The Boys as just a terrible person. And yeah, it, yes, you could also yes. play that. Yes, it could be- go either way with him. Uh, <laughs> all right, so moving on to some other chaos, real quick, because. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil Born Again, a series that many have been looking forward to and had to, like many other Marvel projects, shut down during the uh, actor strike and the writer strike, uh, is evidently getting a creative overhaul, according to a report that says um, the Marvel Studios fired Chris Ward and Matt Corman, which were the head writers of the series. Um, That actually took place in September, and now uh, they will be looking for a creative reboot of the show. Um, They are looking for evidently new writers and directors, uh, though the good news is Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are still attached and going to reprise the role. That's honestly, that's what like most people I feel like were fearful when they saw that headline. Mm. (laughs) Like, oh, God, don't lose them. Uh, But still uh, not exactly what we expected. This was easily one of the most anticipated projects on that most recent MCU slate. Uh, Does this make us have doubts? What do we you know, what, what, what are we feeling about this? I'm all for it. I am one of the biggest defenders of the Daredevil Netflix show. And I, with, with a capital N need them to nail this one. And after so many duds of the Disney plus series, if it took Kevin Feige to come in and say, this isn't working, pull the plug. I'm fine with it. Get this right. Do not want to mess this one up. You've got, the two pivotal actors coming back don't waste it so that i'm all for it and the whole thing about oh he doesn't get in the costume until episode four he didn't have the costume until the end of the first season and that yeah. was 10, 13 episodes so that, that's pretty old hat for Daredevil. That, that's not a that's a <laughs> point everyone's glomming onto. that i'm kind of like if the story fit it then why would that matter we wouldn't say anything of oh he's not in the mask until the fourth episode we don't care like, if the story is good, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You can tell, Connor. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Connor. I do agree. I think that, like, I kind of trust the vision. I feel like there's probably some regrouping going on after uh, the latest Disney Plus flop. Do, are we calling it a flop? What? Yes. Secret Invasion? Yes. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Okay. <laughs> Connor was like, was, yes. No, yes. He didn't even have to say no, what I was talking no about. No political answer yeah. here. That's <laughs> being nice, too, by the way. I have a bunch of other names for that show. But yeah, no, that's another. That's a. I feel like we're being very cur- like uh, courteous yes. if we call okay. it a fun. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe they're regrouping and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's probably a good thing. A good and, thing. you know, we all want the best for Daredevil. Like Connor was saying, I feel like a, there is a very, very large fan base that is already in existence. 
of the existing show. And if it's too far away from that, or if the characters aren't written correctly, like they're, you're going to have some really pissed off Marvel fans. So, uh, so do what you need to do. Get it right. (laughs) Agree. Uh, before we move on to the next thing, Kay, do you have any, uh, big things on daredevil? Are you a huge fan? I love yeah the Netflix series and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people, because there were like all these rumors like oh Foggy and Karen aren't going to be in the show or they may even die. Like all these things like very early on, and I was like, that's a bold thing to get rid of two thirds of your main cast that people really liked. Um, so if they're going back to the well, and maybe we can bring those characters back, hey, that'd be great. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple other returns there. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I, as someone who loves uh, Karen, that would be great. I think yes. she's a great character. Just and Foggy grew on me over time. Mm-hmm. Just don't do with Karen what you did in the actual Born Again comic, because that's not pleasant. That's very true. <laughs> yes, let's not do that. Uh, moving on to uh, something in the gaming world. Uh, you have probably been living under a rock if you haven't heard of call of duty (laughs) modern warfare modern warfare 3 the beta uh just kicked off over this weekend uh kate had a chance to jump in uh and play it i am a lapsed call of duty person because i played the lap i played the one before last uh because charlie charlie got me to buy it (laughs) and i actually really liked it and i really liked it it was fun uh but then i kind of took a break so um, what can you tell us about this? How's it how's it playing? Do you feel like, you know, f- that franchise amongst all of the Call of Duty franchises obviously has a kind of higher level of, you know, esteem. So, I mean, does it deliver? Yeah, I mean, uh, the franchise has been it's been going for 20 years now as of this month. Uh, so been around for a long time. And every year they've had a new game and that has seen World War Two, Modern Warfare, the future space like they've gone zombies, you know, everything you can think of. They've done it. Um, so people are understandably a little frustrated with the franchise maybe going in directions they don't want. Uh, you know, they did Modern Warfare again. And uh, it's more of a tactical game. And some people didn't like the slowness of it, the realism of it. People were just off put by um, a lack of um, reception from the developers to feedback. It didn't feel like they were listening to what people wanted. And um, so now they're just like, all right, we're just going to basically do like a soft remake of Modern Warfare 2 2009. All the maps you're seeing on screen are from that game. So they've remade all those maps very faithfully and they've made a much more arcadey experience where the movement is like dialed up to 11. You're sliding around like you're almost in Titanfall, like it is excessive to a a good degree. Um, The gunplay is a lot quicker. Um, It just feels right. Granted, if you've played Modern Warfare 2, a lot of it still looks the same, like graphically, like the UI has not changed. It is the exact same. I mean... I don't want to use the term copy and paste in game development, but I mean, that's that's what it is. Hap- that's what's happening here. <laughs> um, but I, I'm really happy for it, and I, I think it plays really well. It's really fun to revisit those old maps. Um, I will say that the atmosphere has changed in those maps, even though they look the same. There was something about those original games that was much more bombastic and loud. Like you had chopper gunners every 30 seconds and those aren't really a thing anymore. So it feels a little more uh, quiet, which is weird to say, but um, overall I'm, I'm really happy with it. And 
it'll be interesting to see how it sells given like i said it's a direct sequel to last year's game it is building off that foundation i don't know how receptive people will be who are already on the fence to all of that okay so is this so because it follows that mm-hmm. um is it like a good launching point like in people who have kind of lapsed like me mm-hmm. jump back in relatively yeah easily? Okay. yeah uh, did you play the original modern warfare 2 yeah yeah i mean like it's nostalgia bait like that's all this is like <laughs> if you're if your you know idea of call of duty is that golden age of call of duty that started kind of around 2007 2009 like back in my like, yeah <laughs> exactly um i was nine years old when modern warfare 2 came out and uh so that was like one of my first real experiences with online gaming and i um i feel the nostalgia it, like bubbling up inside me every time i see these maps on screen like it's <laughs> it's taking me back to elementary school i won't lie to you i feel the nostalgia yeah um, it's it's it works well i know we uh we gotta run so we're coming up right against time here uh you know kate thank you so much for jumping off of course uh your impressions and everything are we gonna see your review things like that up on the site yeah, we'll have a review in November. I'm reviewing Spider-Man right now, so Ooh. I don't have time to write up much about Call of Duty, unfortunately. But uh, I will be reviewing uh, the Call of Duty game when it comes out officially next month. Awesome. Uh, and, of course, you can check out all of our coverage on everything here, including all the DC <laughs> recastings on comicbook.com. And check out our full show on Friday, both on Twitch and YouTube at the 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Like always, we will all be back, except for COVID. COVID will still be on vacay, but we got lots of stuff planned. So until next time, peace.